Good morning. Let us pray. Thank you, Jesus, for all this wonderful time we had. And thank you for creating all of this that you made. Amen. Amen. It just don't get no better. It just don't get no better. Thank you. And thanks so much, so much, so much. Man, what a great day to praise the Lord. Amen? Amen. All right. It's never a bad day to praise the Lord, is it? I thought about that. I said, this is never a bad time to praise the Lord. And, you know, I was sitting there thinking it's something about when we're, we have the privilege to come together as a church family that just really lifts our spirit. You ever notice that when you, you're able to get around your brothers and sisters that are believers in the Lord? Uh, you know, uh, me and Grayson have this saying, you know, it's, it's out of the word. It's called iron sharpens iron. And a lot of times we'll send a text, we'll put ISI. We're always reminding each other that we're sharpening each other in the Lord. Always encouraging one another in the Lord. And so today, you know, we just want to get in the flow of what God's doing. Amen? And speaking of flow, as y'all see up here, it says, go with the flow, you know? And that's what the message is called today. But I, I got a little play on words, I'm going to be honest with you, right out of the chute. Now, because the world wants you to just go with the flow. Just kind of kick back. Go with the flow. That doesn't want you to get involved, wants you to kind of sit on the sidelines, don't make any waves, just follow along, you know, don't rock the boat. Have you seen that maybe at work? Have you seen that maybe in some of your lives from time to time? Yeah, man, just, just go with the flow. But, you know, this is the thing, you know, that's what the world wants us to do. It loves it when we just sit on the shoreline and just, just hey, you know, I'm not going to get in. I'm just going to sit right here. But we miss out on so much that God's got for us when we don't get in the flow of things. So let me ask you a question. What happens... Somebody probably tell us first. What happens when, when we just we don't have any flow of water? That water just stops. It's inactive. It gets stagnant, doesn't it? Same way with our life, you know. If we as Christians, we should be active. We should be involved. Amen. Yes, yes, that's right. And you know, partaking in all types of things and worship and and all the things that God has got for us. Anybody have any any God stories this week? I got you covered. Don't worry. I got a few of them. But you know, there's always opportunities. To share what God's doing, isn't it? And, you know, it's usually on those times that uh, maybe you're not even thinking about it. Maybe it's just, you know, while you're at the grocery store. Or maybe, you know, doing a few odds and ends. But I'm going to tell you, that's when we want to jump into the flow of what God's doing. You know, I know God loves motorcycle riders. Amen? Because I was riding this week, and this is when I got the message. You know, even with that loud motorcycle, you can see who God talking to you. Sometimes i got to block out everything. And I was just thinking about flow. Going with the flow. And this, so I want to jump in here. We're going to read a little bit of God's word. And we're going to see what's going on. Y'all ready? Yes. Here we go. Am I ready? There we go. Man, that's looking good. All right, I want you to follow along. If you got your Bibles, which I always encourage you to bring your Bibles, we're going to be primarily in John chapter 7. I'm going to pull out on verse uh, 38. It says, anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. Amen. And, and being a Christian, like I said, is about being active, being active in our faith, being responding in love, in obedience, and in worship. So I want to take a few minutes today and, and just kind of go back through God's word and remind us of that we have living water in us as believers. Amen? And, and I, so I won't get too far ahead of ourselves. I want to do a little reading, all right? So here we go. Bless you. All right. Now, Jesus promises living water. I'm going to read a little bit here and we'll jump on in, okay? Kind of break it out along the way. Starting in verse 37, I know I read some of it, but it's worth repeating if it's God's word. Amen. On the last day, the climax of the festival, Jesus stood and shouted to the crowds. Now, this festival he was talking about 
is, is, is called Sukkot, okay? S-U-K-K-O-T, but it's, it's pronounced Sukkot. And it was, it's called the, the Harvest Festival. And it's in, uh, it's, it's in remembrance of the 40 years of wandering around. Just want to give you a little, little uh, background on that. But there's like three uh, festivals ahead, and this is the last one. This is the big deal, man. They're really, they're really getting with it, okay? So Jesus has got the stage here. And he says, anyone who is thirsty may come to me. Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. And then he goes and explains it a little bit. When he said this living water, he was speaking of the spirit who would be given to everyone believing in him. Anybody believe in him today? Yes. Guess what you got? Living water. Amen. But the spirit had not yet came, had been given because Jesus had not yet entered his glory. Has Jesus entered his glory now? Yes. So the Spirit's been given. When we put our faith and trust in the Lord, Holy Spirit comes into our life here. So let's take a look at this. Now, as believers, the Holy Spirit is living in us. You see, often in, in the Scripture, anytime we talk about living water, it's kind of talking with the same uh, theme of the Holy Spirit. Just want to give you some background. So when he's looking at this here, he's, not, he's talking about so much more than natural water. He's talking about living water. He's referring to the flow out of our heart for those who believe in him. So, let me ask you this. How are we responding in situations? Does that flow of the Lord come out of us all the time? Sometimes? Every now and then? You know, that's what I want us to look at today. Is how do we stay in that flow of what God's got for us? One of the ways we've got to stay in His Word, amen? I'm going to talk about that in just a little bit. But I want us to know that who we have living in us gives us victory in what we do every day, amen? We have victory in life. And over these things that the enemy tries to trip us up with because we have living water that's going to pour forth from our hearts. So everybody doing good? I want to take a look at these four keys. If you got your paperwork, we're going to be looking at faith, love, obedience, and worship. And we're going to jump in now. All right. Got your paperwork. Got some good note-taking stuff in here tonight. Here we go. Faith. All right. We all have faith. The question is, what do we put our faith in? Amen. Now, I love this. This is my father-in-law, one of his many favorite scriptures, I can guarantee, because I hear him say it every now and then. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, that's God's definition of what faith is, all right? So that's where we're at. If you guys are ever looking on something for, for faith and looking through your Bible, usually if you go to the 11th chapter of Hebrews, it, Hebrews it's called the faith chapter. It talks a lot about believing, amen? So what do we put our faith in? Now, everybody, the Bible says everybody has a measure of faith. Amen. God's so good, he even gives us a measure of faith so that we can believe. You had faith today that the doors were going to be open at KTP, right? Amen. Amen. You had faith in that. If not, you'd still been sleeping, right? Amen. What else? We got faith that, uh, you know what, that, that the company is going to pay us at the end of the week. Right? Uh, now some, some, well, things are tough out there. Some people don't. I don't know. Man. I don't know. But as a rule, when we work it for a wage, we figure at the end of the week they're going to pay us, right? That's what we think, all right? So we got faith in that. And, and we got faith when we leave here, the car's going to start, amen? Now, I've had some vehicles. I'll probably go, I don't know about that. But we have faith. See, this the reason I wanted to pull that down. We have faith in all types of man-made stuff. We have faith in man, right? And, and, and they'll let you down. We'll let you down. Not, I don't think we set out to do that all the time, but we, we don't always choose properly. But why is it so difficult for us to, to, to trust God? I think a lot of times is we don't look at his track record and we don't spend time in his presence. Amen. So I want to look at this. I said, you know, so, so then why do we struggle with trusting God? I said, there's no, there's no need. There's no need to doubt God. He's faithful. It's the most amazing feeling of peace when we let go and let God. Anybody ever heard that? Let go and let God. Sometimes it's just hard to let go, isn't it? We want to drive, man. We want to drive. 
But when we get in the ditch, sometimes we lose our grip. Lord, help me. Amen. And God's still there to rescue us, right? But what happens a lot of times is, is this. We have faith. We go, well, I know God will do it, but. But I don't know how he's going to do it. Whoever thinks, so how is he going to do it? Who cares as long as he does it, right? You know, when is he going to do it? And I think that's a valid question. Man, when we're hurting, when we're praying for that family member, when we're, we're, we're in sickness, we're in a dark spot, when is he going to do it? You know, so we start questioning all these things. And, and what the devil does, he just gets on your back then and, woo, I got him, I got him down. I got him down now. I'm going to ride him on down. But you know what? The things in my life that I found out, when I just turn them over and I go, Lord, I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't know when you're going to do it. I know you will do it. And I'm done. I told you many times before, several, several years ago, man, I had, I had this thing come over me, just a terrible sickness. I didn't know what was going on. I just finally said, well, you know what? The doctors don't know. I surely don't know. You know, nobody knows. Lord, you know. And I just stayed on his word. And I just stayed on. I said, I'm done trying to figure it out. You're going to have to work it out. God did. Praise God. Never looked back. They never knew what it was. They never did know anything about it. They said, hey, I said, I'm great. Delivered, healed, ready to roll. See, that enemy will get on there. And I'm, I'm going to share a couple of more stories about that. But that enemy will just ride you, boy, ride you in the ground. But when you start pulling out that sword, the word of God, and start standing on that, and even when we don't even see everything, what did it say? Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Sometimes it takes a little while for that manifestation to come around. Amen? But God is good. So let's keep on looking at this. You know, when we think about how is he going to do it, you know, I just don't understand how he does all these things. Think about this. Salvation. Who's going to figure that out? That's why it's my faith. You know, somebody, you know, I would say, well, I think we just need a PA system. God, we'll tell everybody about Jesus. He says, no, I'm going to send my son to be the perfect sacrifice and whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. So think about that. God loves us so much. His master plan is grander than ours ever would be. He places Holy Spirit in us so the flow of that living water can run out of us. Man, just good stuff. Well, let's keep on going. Let's see what else we got here. Ready? Got another scripture for you. Hebrews eleven six, And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Well, we can just run right through that and just go, oh, okay, yeah, okay. Uh, do we got any God pleasers in here today? You say, well, wait a minute, what, what do you mean? Let's go back to the scripture. It says, it is impossible to please God without faith. Anybody got some faith? There you go. So you're God pleaser. Are we putting our faith in him? Let's go through. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists. Do you believe God exists? Yes. Hands everywhere. Everybody's ready. So we're God pleaser already. Do you see your position already? You're a God pleaser. You're putting your faith and trust in him. And now look at this. In that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. That's where we fall off sometimes. Are we really seeking the Lord? I want, I want to just fan those flames today. Are we diligently pursuing God? Think about that. What does that look like? What does that look like? Does that mean you don't talk to anybody? You lock yourself in your bedroom? Just read your Bible? No. But you know what? Out of that life that God's given us, that living water, it flows out into everything that we do. You know, I've talked to guys many times, and, and, and usually this is a real interesting conversation for me. You know? And, and mostly people that's got their own business and things, not everybody, but, but this particular situation, I was talking to somebody, and they were talking about, I said, well, you know, well, where's God at in your business? He said, we're off on Sundays. <laughs> I said, great. So it's Chick-fil-A. 
You know, but it's God centered. Is your business, is your life, is your family, are your decisions based on God's word? Is it in the center? Are you sincerely seeking him? Because if we sincerely seek him, what did he say he'd do? Not what buddy said he'd do. That's what he says. And that he will reward those who sincerely seek him. Man, when we start putting God first in our life, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Amen? Putting him first in there. You know, what we usually do, we go and we start everything, we get it going, and then it starts getting derailed. We go, man, where's God at? But did you ever ask him in? Did you ever ask him into business? Did you ever ask him into the situation? Did you ask him in to, to, to the dating that you're doing, to the relationship? See, a lot of times we just take off running, man. And you know what? I think we've all done that, amen? I mean, jump in with both feet. And, and that's where it's nice to have a good praying wife. Because a lot of times, I told you all this story, I, remember, I wanted this old-timey truck. I mean, I just wanted this old-timey truck. I had it bad, man. I'd look, oh, there's one, there's one, there's one. We went down the road one time, and they had a little car show. And I had been pricing these things, man. I knew exactly, man, I knew what they were worth. And I pulled up on this car, and she didn't say nothing. She just said, mm-hmm, I guess he's just daydreaming. She just let me go on. I said, oh, man. I said, hold on, I'll be right back. I went over there, and a guy told me, I was like, and she's like, who are you talking to? I am not on board, right? And I go, hey. I said, tell you what, just got to talk to my wife, just make sure everything's cool. So we'll be back. So I get in there. I said, that's the one, baby. I said, hey, we'll go get this and this. And she says, what? And I'm thinking, what? I've been talking about it for months, and this is the one. What do you mean, what? See, I was talking about it, but we weren't talking about it. There's a difference, amen? See, we were not talking about it. I was talking about it. It's a good thing for the we thing to come in there. So anyway, I, I mean, I looked like somebody hit me with a wet fish. I was like, what do you mean? It's a good deal. I know my wife hates to say, it's a good deal. She said, everything's a good deal with you, right? Y'all had it, but baby, it's a good deal. Evidently, it wasn't good enough because <laughs> it was not happening. So she, she, she really pulled the card out on me, right? I said, I want to get that truck. I can't believe you don't want me to have that truck. She said, well, did you pray about it? And out of my mouth, without even thinking, I said, you just want me to pray about it because you know God ain't going to give it to me. You know, you know he doesn't want me to have it. And I thought, did I just say that? We didn't get the truck. Amen. I, I, but it just come out of my mouth so fast. You know, we were going down the road. And I was like, why don't we go get some, some lunch and talk about it? She said, we can go to lunch, but I don't have anything to say about it. Man, when she hit me with that, what did you pray about it? Right out of my mouth, from my own mouth. You just want me to pray about it because you know God's not going to give it to me. Now, when I say that, let me clarify that. Did I pray about it? I was so excited, I didn't even think about nothing other than, man, look at them rims, man. Look at, I mean, I was so knee deep and I, was, I could see me going, ooh. Now, here's something really crazy. I don't work on stuff. Why do I need an old vehicle? You know, when the common sense starts coming in, it's like, do you work on stuff? No. I don't know nothing about that stuff. I just want to drive it, you know? Man, how does prayer and seeking God come into everything that you do in your life? Sometimes you just need a good nudge from your partner, right, and going, hey, uh, why don't we pray about that? So anyway, I know when I get to heaven, I have an old truck when I get there. Amen. Got me crying laughing so hard. Sometimes you got to just laugh at yourself, don't you? And I just couldn't believe that came out of my mouth. There's a lot of things I can't believe come out of my mouth, but... Thank you, Lord, for grace. Here we go. The next one. I want you all to take a look at this. 
Our faith grows as we seek and experience God in our daily life. And I want to talk to you about that. Man. I, oh, man, I, I jumped the gun on here. I got to go back and tell you this. A lot of times, we, we, just like I said with that truck, I, that's, I was on my mind. It was on my mind over and over and over. And, and before I start reading the Bible every day, way back when, y'all are going to love this. I used to go to sleep every night reading a doctor book and a law book. I know that sounds funny to y'all, but that's what I would go to sleep. I would read a doctor book. And let me tell you, just for the Internet and anything like that, I couldn't even pronounce some of them words and everything. I never forget this particular thing. I was doing some stuff at work and I was pulling on some stuff. And I go, oh, that ain't good. That ain't good. No problem. I can fix it. I got a doctor book, right? You know, I started reading a few things. I said, oh, yeah, that, that must be it. Okay. So then that's when I was playing softball back in the day. I was up there. I was like, man, I'm going to cream this ball. And I hit it, fouled it off the end, Grayson. Whoo, down. I mean, they could have thrown me out six times. I was like, I'm done. I'm just putting me back over here. I said, man, I have done it now. Back to the doctor book. I'm reading this thing. Oh, man, I'm looking there, going in there with, with stuff and snipping and clipping. I go, oh, man, this ain't good. So I said, I guess I better go to the doctor because I can't do that at home. So I get to the doctor. How you doing? I said, I, I, I know what I got. He says, you do? Really? And I threw out this long word, and that guy almost spit laughing. What? He said, really? He said, what does it feel? He was playing along. I said, oh, it's all up in here. I, I had every symptom I read about. Every single thing. Oh, wait a minute. Feel my leg going. The whole deal. Well, I, oh, oh, I got it. The whole deal. He said, son, if you had what you think you got, we'd have been carting you in here. You wouldn't have been able to stay. And I go, oh, I guess I should have read page 36. <laughs> I don't know. But see, what happened is everything I started reading I started to have. Do you hear what I'm saying? Everything I was going on, I started, man, I just started grabbing. The, the more I read, the worse it got. It says, you may have tingling in your knee. You know? I was like, oh my gosh, it started. You know? I, I mean, I'm going, now I'm looking at the law book going, what do I got to do? I need to make a will. I mean, I'm going out, man. I'm just taking this thing the whole time. It's crazy. And so everybody that's around you are going, You've been reading that book again because you're limping. You know? <laughs> but I had that thing going all the time. So check, check this out. How powerful is that? When you start looking at things and you go, oh man, this is what's going on. If I'd have took the time to read God's promises and sincerely seek the Lord, what would have happened? I'll tell you what would happen. Just like I told you when I start feeling better, when I start coming out of that, when I start speaking God's word to the situation. If I take that same tenacity and go into God's word instead of Dr. Bob or Oz or whoever he is, you know, you see what I'm saying, don't you? I don't think there's anything wrong with a doctor book, but I'm going to tell you what, the great physician already has a book. It's called the Bible, amen? And I'm going to stick with that. And there's nothing wrong with looking that up and everything else. I had to get, especially when the internet come out. Oh my goodness. I was like, I ain't looking at that. I got this going on. I'm not looking at that. Because you will end up having whatever it said, amen? I thought I was three months pregnant one time. <laughs> I just had to throw that in. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> you won't get that at any other church, right? You're going, what is going on up there? Oh, my gosh. 
See, you can't always go by sight. Amen. You can't always go by sight. Probably got to edit that out, but that's all right. We're having a good time. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I have no idea where I'm at. Oh, man. But what I'm getting at is, you know what? I, I had dug into that and I had put so much faith into that that it, it was steering and guiding my life. But then as God started working on my, my heart and that living water started coming through my, my life and spending time with God and I see that his word is alive and active. It will not come back void. That it's this healing in his word. That you know what? He has the final authority on that. And I start speaking what God says and God start changing things because I want to be a God pleaser. I got faith in God. Amen. I hope today that we can see how that works. I said our faith grows as we seek and experience God in our daily lives. Y'all believe that? As we spend it, and I made sure I wrote in there, daily lives. I said, see, faith grows from a personal love relationship with the Lord. So let's stay in the flow. Amen. Stay in the flow. Personal love relationship. Everybody ready? We're going to number two. Love. Let's talk about that a little bit. Let's get a good snapshot. Here we go. Whoa, man, I'm just got the trigger finger going. Let's get a snapshot of God's love here, amen? 1 John 4, 9, I love this verse. It says, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins, amen? Man, that's it. That's it right there. Real love. What's real love, man? It wasn't that we loved him. He loved us first. But isn't it something when somebody really cares and, and, and sacrifices something, does it do something to your heart? It should. I know, you know, my folks were really good to me and Donna. And they would sacrifice a lot of stuff so that we could have stuff. You know? How many dads worked a little bit of overtime and moms so they could do things for their family? You know? I will say this. we got to balance that because you know what? After years and years and years, I, I promise you that your family would rather have you than the stuff, amen, when it's all stripped away. We've got to be careful with that. But sometimes, you know what, we do have to use that. We do have to have that money to make things happen and things like that, and that's not a bad thing. But you know what? I think it's so amazing when we look at that. That sacrifice was so great. And it's for you and me right here, right now. Right here, right now. And I think that's the thing that we put it off so much. We put off, yeah, you know, one of these days, I'm going to call on the name of the Lord, one of these days, I told you a story. We had an apprentice working for us years back. Good kid, man. Good kid. Doing good. He was working. He was doing. He was excelling. He was just everything because it was all about work. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. And I talked to him one day. And I said, hey, man, you know, I'll tell you about the Lord. I told him about the Lord. He was very pleasant. He listened and everything else. And he put his, put his arm on my back. He said, Mr. Buddy, I really appreciate your time. And I know that's what you believe. And it's not so much I don't believe it. But right now... I'm going to do it my way. And it hit me in my heart so hard. Whew. Anybody ever said that? I was talking to a younger me. I said, boy, if you just only knew what God had for you. If you just only knew the protection that God's got for you. The love that God's had for you. The sacrifice that God's made for you. But he just wasn't at that point to receive it. And I still continue to pray. You know that somewhere along the way that he'll see that. You know, a lot of times we don't, we don't find out how much we need God until we have nothing else left. Amen? Now, I think knowing God at any time is a good time, but I'd rather just know him right now. How about you? You know? And, and you know, a lot of times I tell people this, that doesn't mean you've got to go through hell just to, 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 to know him. Amen? He'll take you right here, right now. 
that great sacrifice. Why? What he said? Because this is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice for what? To take away our sin. Amen. That's just a powerful truth. Let's keep on rolling. Verse 11. Dear friends, since God loved us that much, we surely ought to love each other. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, God lives in us and his love is brought to full expression in us. Man, isn't that, isn't that amazing that the love of God is in us through the power of the Holy Spirit living in us. And we have the ability to express the love of God through us. But many times we turn that off, don't we? We turn that off. We want to do it our way. We want to see it our way. Somebody push me, shove you, push me, shove you. This, this whole thing. Instead of the forgiving mode. Or the mercy mode. But we love that when we, when we need it. How often do we give it? Amen. And I think that's so amazing. To just think about that. How God's spirit has the ability to give us the full expression of God's love manifested in us. To flow through us to touch others. Amen. That's what I, that's what I see about the, the scripture here. It just continues to show us who we are in Christ. What we have in Christ. And what God wants to do in you. So that God can do through you. Amen. You say man nothing's changing in my family. Or maybe water, the, the living water ain't flowing. Maybe. Hey, my things are just not changing on my job. Are you praying for the folks every day? Let me tell you what. I worked with a guy for 20 years. And it was a struggle. It was a struggle. And uh, I tried everything I know. I tried to be the tough guy. I tried to be the good guy. But you know the only thing that would get to that guy? He went through some illnesses. And, and he put me in some bad spots as a supervisor. He put me in some bad spots. And I was riding, I was riding home one day, and the Lord said, you need to call and pray for him. I was going, I'm not sure I heard you right. I rode a little bit further, and the Lord said, you need to call and pray for him. I said, okay. I said, hey, man, how's it going? He was shocked that I called him. I said, hey, you know what? Uh, I said, I know you're going through a tough time and everything else. I said, but you know what? You got a minute, I'd like to pray for you. He said, man, please do. It changed everything for a little while. You said, well, what do you mean for a little while? Because a lot of times, so you can sow that seed, and a lot of times you're willing to receive it, right? But sometimes it falls on hard ground, and stony ground here, and, and all those things like that. And it sprouted up just a little bit. But when he got well, when he got back in the game and everything else, it was almost the same thing. And I thought, man, so close to seeing a breakthrough. So close. And maybe it was just, maybe it was just me and him. You know, I'm not saying it's all one-sided or whatever. But I know one thing. I know that God told me to pray for that man. And I know that sometimes even when it doesn't come around as fast as I want it and things change. And it eventually got better. But I wanted it better now. I wanted it better now. How many times are you walking through things and you're like, we need it better now. You know what? Keep pressing in. Keep trusting God. Because God is going to honor his word. All I know was in that instant, I was obedient to what he said. And you know what? I'm going to trust God and lead the results to him. And that's where it's at sometimes. That's where it's at. Hey, are you going to trust God and leave the results to him? Because he's got the big picture. Maybe God's working a few more things in my heart. Maybe he's going to work a few more things in that man's heart. Maybe he's working a few more things in your family or the workplace or even at school. But let me tell you, God is in control and it's on his time frame. But I know how to be a piece of the puzzle. 
I need to be obedient when he tells me to do something. Amen. Let's keep on going here. I had a few things in here. Uh, wow. I, I, I wrote this here. I said, I said, be sure you read it or you'll mess it up. That's how I write notes to myself. I says, is the love of God in you? Do folks see the living God in you? Are you a container of Christ being poured out into the dark world, bringing light to the eyes of the blind and transformation to their souls? I pray that's what's going on in my life. Some days are probably better than others, but I pray for each one that comes through this door and each one that will hear later on on the internet that we will be that container of Christ that's being poured out through that living water of the Holy Spirit to impact lives, to change lives, to see the miraculous done. Story time, ready? Other day, my glasses got bent up. I just, I'm rough on these things. And I said, well, I'll go up to Walmart and get them to bend them back. So I went up to Walmart. And as soon as I went up there, they were getting ready to close. I was like, man, I'm gawking around with my glasses like this. And the guy said, hey, man, I'll, I'll take care of them. He bent them on up, got them straight. I said, thank you. I'm rough on equipment. Amen? I'm rough on equipment. I break so many watches. I said, I'm going to buy a watch while I'm here. Two weeks before, I went to Walmart to try to get a, a watch. And there were so many people there. I'm like, you know, excuse me. I'm like, you know, I was like, I got to go. So no good. So this time there's nobody over there. And I find a lady. I said, oh, can we get somebody over here to watch place? I want to buy a watch. She said, wait a minute. Let me see. I think they're closed. I'm thinking, you're Walmart. You're not closed. How is this happening? How can you be closed inside a Walmart? And that's Walmart. It wasn't like the glass guys, you know, the, uh, they got their own thing going. This was their part of their store. So the whole time, she's calling Breaker 1-9, you know, how about Susie Q over here on the register and all this? I mean, she's just going, I'm thinking, all this time, you could have just reached over there and gave me that cheap watch. I'd have been out of the way. But that wasn't God's plan. So they had about three or four more people come up there and go, oh, yeah, we're closed. So now I got three people telling me they can't wait on me because we're closed. I said, all right, whatever. So I called Denise. I said, is Kmart open? Do they even have Kmart? I don't ever go anywhere. She said, you ought to go to JCPenney's. She said, check your phone. They got some coupons. I love that one. <laughs> check their phone. They got coupons. I said, yeah. So I get on up there, and I, I see this, this uh, uh, senior lady. Very well put together, but I could tell she'd been working a long time. Her back was bugging her a little bit. And she was calling because there was another young lady that didn't show up for work. And she said, I've stayed over an hour. I can't stay any longer, she told her boss. So I'm over there. I'm looking at the watches. I'm looking at the watches. I'm looking at the watches. I said, where does the, where's the, I should have said, where's the cheap watches? I said, where does it, where does the price start? And she, she, she took me from where I was and went all the way back over here. And I said, well, okay, how much is that one? She said, $79. I said, I'm thinking, I thought that was the cheap watches. I'm like a $29 watch guy. I mean, I'm serious. And I'm going, well, there ain't really no reason to walk that way because <laughs> I'm at the end of the line over here. I said, do you got an Indiglo watch? Bam. Right? She said, oh, you want the Timex. I said, I I'd like to have one that lights up, you know. It's cheap. <laughs> she, goes, she says, over there. Oh, where? Over there. That ain't even in the watch section. I'm like over there with bras and underwear and earrings. You know that's a cheap watch, right? Yeah. She's going, oh. But I'm all, that's what I'm thinking. I just want a watch. I don't want to go over there. So I go over there and I find my watch. And I'm looking for the coupons. And I go over and I want to be a container of Christ. And I could tell this lady's had a long day. Amen. And uh, I said, well, how you doing? She said, oh, honey, I'm hanging in there. And uh, I said, yeah. 
I said, uh, she said, well, let me see what I said. I got this coupon. She said, I could do better than that. I said, yeah, that's good. I said, God's good, isn't he? And she turned around. She said, let me tell you. She stopped. Put on my thinking, I ain't going to get one. She started telling me how good God was. She says, you know, my husband's been through cancer treatments and stuff, and God brought him out through the other side. I said, that's good. But we started having church in there, right? I was talking to her and everything, but guess what? She says, you know something, honey? You know, I had to rip the dollar up. You know, I did the, the little thing sharing Jesus. She said, that's amazing. She said, where are you a preacher at? This is kind of funny. I said, in Bacosan. She said, you're the new preacher in Bacosan? I said, I don't know. I've been preaching 16 years. It must be somebody else that's new. But anyway, it was good rap. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I said, I, uh, I don't know. We've been, we've been going to do what we can do. She said, you know what? She said, my children brought up in a Christian home. She said, they know the word. Everything else, but she said they just, they, they get on me about preaching to them or whatever. She says they've had difficulties with drugs and different things like that. She said, but you know what? The Lord got a hold of my daughter. She's delivered now. I said, that's awesome. And she said, it ain't going to be long before God gets my boy. I said, isn't that amazing? See, she had faith. She didn't let go. And she told me, she said, honey, let me tell you. If I didn't believe God who's, was, is who he said he is... I might as well lay down and die, but I know he is who he says he is. Isn't that something? So man, it's not about the watch at this point. It's about, guess what, being obedient and, and just showing the love of Christ to somebody. Just taking a few minutes. Hey, let me tell you something. Man, we had an opportunity. She was blessing me, telling me, you know what, I, this is what God's been working in my life. This is how God brought healing to my, my husband. And God's delivered my family, and I'm still standing on a promise. I haven't seen it all manifest yet, but let me tell you, he's good. Man. And she had worked the long hours and everything else. And she was tired and everything else. But she got energized as she spoke about her God. Amen. Isn't that something? Sometimes you get so wore down, right? Because we're grumbling. I bet you if we take that same amount of energy and start praising the Lord, you watch how he lifts you up. Amen. That's exactly what happened to her. I said, man, that is wonderful. That's so good. But see, it was, it was all about me just being obedient to what God had laid on my heart. I said, you know what? I'm just going to try to encourage this woman. I'm just going to try to encourage this woman a little bit, right? So I just spoke a little bit of grace into her life, a little bit of God's love in there. And through that, God took my little nudge of obedience, encouraged that woman, but definitely encouraged me. Amen? Let's keep on going. God's in the encouraging business, healing business, loving business. Let's talk about the obedience business, all right? Let's take a look at this. But obedience is being true to God's word instead of the world's ways, Amen? The world will say this. A little won't hurt. Amen. God says that's not what's best for you. The world will say everybody else does it. But the Lord says I want you to be the light in the darkness. The world says it doesn't matter. But God says you matter and he loves you. Amen. You see the difference in that whole thing? So I ask God to help us today to choose his way. To guide us. To teach us. To sustain us through our daily decisions. And respect the counsel of Holy Spirit. And walk with God. And stay in God's flow. And I was praying about this last night. I said, you know, Lord, that, that's, it sounds so easy. Why do we make it so hard? This is what the Lord told me on my couch time last night. He said, because so many of my children don't respect the counsel of Holy Spirit. I said, what? He said, so many of my children, us, don't respect, don't respond to the leading and guiding of my spirit. I thought, that's true. <laughs> yes, you're right. Yes, and he's always right. But I had never really thought about that. 
Because when God says, don't do that, and we go, oh, okay, and we still do that, right? And then we go, well, how did this happen? Because we didn't yield to the counsel of the Holy Spirit, amen? So that living water, again, he has it available for us. He's working through us. We need to stay with the flow of God. Everybody doing good? Let's take a look at this. We spoke a little bit about this yesterday, uh, last week about uh, the apostles uh, when they were speaking some healing at the, the gate beautiful. But I'm not going to go all the way back there. But say, look at this. So when the apostles were told to stop preaching in Jesus' name, they responded, we must obey God rather than men. You remember a little bit we talked about the story. They, they, cast, uh, they put uh, healing to this man. Uh, Peter and John went to the gate beautiful. Man had been uh, for 40 years not able to walk. They speak healing in the mighty name of Jesus. He gets up and walks. And then all the uh, Pharisees want to come down and say, hey, what, what are you doing? You're taking our show here, basically, right? And they go and they pull him to the side and they say, hey, look, I'll tell you what. Don't be using that name of Jesus anymore. What do they say? What? What are you talking about? They were told to stop preaching in the name of Jesus. They responded, we must obey God rather than men. Man, if we had that mindset, things would change around in this world, amen? God would be back in the schools. God would be back in, on the money. They're trying to take him off that. God would be where he's supposed to be. And we allow so many things just to go by. I said the apostles were so filled with the presence of the Lord, they couldn't imagine walking, talking, and living any other way. I said, wouldn't that be awesome that the touch of God in your life was so powerful that you wouldn't even blink when it came to be obedient to him? God said, don't do that, okay. Take three steps, turn right, okay. Now, that doesn't mean that God wants a robot. You know, I said, he doesn't want you. He wants you to be who he created you to be. And the way that we're going to be all that we can be is by leaning on the Lord and his instructions where that holy, powerful spirit of, of God works through us and the living water flows, Amen. Over and over and over. You say, well, man, how do we do that? How do we do that? It's totally doable. Listen to what I said, but not on our own. Not on our own, but through the power and the flow of the Holy Spirit in our life. That's my prayer for each of us today. That the freshness of a commitment to, to the Lord today, that the impartation of grace will overtake us to love him, to serve him, to be obedient to him, and to worship him. That's my prayer for me. That's my prayer for us. Because if that's what's going on in our life... Things are going to change. There's going to be, there's going to be transformation. But it usually, guess what? It's got to start here. It's got to start at us first. You can't give something that you don't have. Amen? How do you get it? You spend time with God. And you realize what God's poured into you. And then you let it flow out. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. Let's take a look at some of the things that we gained from this. I said, watch the fruit of, of obedience spring forth in your life when we're obedient to God. Amen? Look at the results of what happens when we're obedient to God. Experience personal victory as you follow his will. Has anybody ever seen that? When we line our life up with God, we start seeing things starting to line up. It doesn't always happen in the time we want, in the fashion that we want. But I'm going to tell you, as, as I've spent time with people that have been walking with the Lord a long time. I used to ask this a lot when we go out uh, doing evangelism and different things. I said, how many people know the Lord for 10 years? How many people have been walking with the Lord for 20 years? How many people have been walking with the Lord for 50 years? And I'd say... Has the Lord ever let you down? I had never, ever, ever heard anybody say, yeah. They always said no. You know what they usually say? I've let him down, but he's never let me down. Amen. 
I know things don't always turn out, like I say, the way we want them at the time. And we may not understand this side of heaven. I'm not minimizing anything anybody's been through. But I will do this. I want to maximize what God does. He's in the healing business. He's in the, in the loving business. And as we align our life with obedience and that, he's going to flow through us. So many times we start putting the speed bumps in for Jesus, I think. But you know what? When we commit to Christ, those speed bumps end up coming a ramp for the Holy Spirit to move us on to the next thing that he has for us. Amen? He wants to work through us. Let's see what else he has for us. I said we can enjoy the supernatural peace and joy in your circumstance. You ever had that happen? Man, I tell you, I'll make it real quick here. A lot of times uh, in different jobs, you have contracts, you have different things going on, and then sometimes, you know, they don't pick you up, and you got all these different things. So, you know, I don't know what they're going to do on this contract. We'd hear that. We'd hear that. And people said, man, why, why are you so, you, you act like you don't even care. I said, because I know God's in control, right? So I'm not going to take my time going, oh, I'd rather go, Lord, thank you that you're going to provide for me and my family. Lord, thank you that, that you've never let me starve. Never been without that, right? And, and we've been pretty lean too now. I'm going to tell you what. Been pretty lean at times. And if you go through some stuff like that, whatever you go through, you seem to have more compassion in that area than anything else. You run out of money, right? And it gets kind of thin, and then God provides that, and you keep on going, you keep on going. Then somebody else has a situation. You find your heart's bent towards that situation. You go through an ailment or an illness, and God brings you out the other side. You tend to have a heart that's a little bit more cultivated in, in the character of Christ towards people that are walking through something like that. So what I'm saying is this, when God allows things to happen in our life, let's use them for the good for somebody else. Does that make sense? Because like I said before, if I got a situation, I want to talk to somebody that God's brought through the other side, amen? I want to know, what, help me, what's going on here? Help me understand. You know, you sit down with people and say, well, you know what? All I know is I've just kept being faithful to the Lord and the Lord's faithful to me. Well, how long did it take? How, that, that's what we usually do. Well, what, what about this? We want to know when, how and all that. But you know what? If we just know God and we know who he is and we look at his master plan over and over and over, just like I was so dug into that, that uh, medical book, I was believing anything it said. And guess what? It was starting to manifest on me, man. All the negative stuff. I tell you what, if we take that same tenacity and attitude toward the word of God and trust God and we become a God pleaser, not by what we're doing, but who we're trusting, God's going to open up a blessing in our life. And those things are going to come. We're going to see the fruit of obedience come forth in our life. We're going to see personal victory in the things that he has. We're going to see the supernatural joy in the things that God has for us. And also we'll see spiritual growth and maturity in our life. You ever see somebody that's walked with the Lord a long time and they've seen God walk, they've been through situations and they go, man, I tell you, I had an aunt. Remember that aunt that had a long cigarette on the end? The cigarette ash? I won't go back to this story. But that woman had been through some tough stuff, man. And she, whatever. I want a little bit of story. My, my aunt and her husband, this is way before my time, were the only nurse and uh, doctor in this little town. And he got all out of control or something like that. The story goes like that. And she whacked him in the head with a frying pan. Boom, dropped him like a bad habit. Sewed him right back up. Let him sleep it off. And so when he got around, he said, you can go now. And that was it. And somewhere along the line, God came in there. And God started providing for her. Her and her daughter. My aunt, cousin, whatever. She never even seen her dad before. Never even met her. 
God provided for them all the time. And see that Billy Graham cracked up over there? Had the egg knot going, making that patch quilt, and had that long cigarette with the ash about that long on it. How you doing, honey? Good. But she was still grooming me to the Lord. I didn't even know it back then. But I said, well, gosh, you know, man, how does she even make it, man? She said, well, I take about three steps forward, and then I, I, I go two back, but I figured that's one further than I was the, on the first step. I was like, well, she will walk. There's no woman like this. She's like this. And then she would get in the car, right? Get in the car, man, and drive out the car. Oh, you'd see like a little pompadour and the cigarette ash. That would be out the window. She's going, Aunt Margaret, boy, I'll tell you what, I can't wait to see her again. But you know what? She was obedient to the things of the Lord. When God came in her life, he did a, a miraculous change. And she was still a little rough around the edges, but she loved the Lord and she was obedient to when God told her to do something, she'd do it. And I see that in people's life, and that's encouraging to me. So when we start seeing the supernatural growth and maturity in their life, you say, what's going on in her life? What's going on in his life? They're trusting God and they're being obedient to what God's given them to do. Amen? That's what I want for us. Let's keep on going. Now, this is what the Lord was showing me the other day on my ride. We're getting to worship. Everybody doing all right? We're coming down a home stretch here. I said, faith, love, and obedience are acts of worship to the Lord. I said, it shows our heart being molded by his precepts, his values, and his character charting the course in our life. I didn't really realize this when God gave the message to me. But if we, we're, we're faithful, right? And we're walking in his love and we're obedient. All of those are acts of worship anyway. So this is a whole worship story here. Let's take a look at this. Keep on rolling. I said, the character of Christ pours through a true worshiper. And your, your heart is focused on God and we're praising the Lord and everything else. And let me just tell you, worshiping is not always just playing music. You can worship the Lord trimming your hedges. You can worship the Lord out on your boat. You can worship the Lord, you know, pushing your grandchild back and forth, thanking the Lord. Let me tell you. But I, I do know this, that the character of Christ pours through a true worshiper. Because when somebody has spent time with God and God's got on them and in them and that living water, it's going to flow out. Have you ever seen that? Because there's sometimes, you know people like this, because when something's going wrong, you seek them out. The question is, are you one of the people that, that people seek out? Are you one of those containers of grace that are being poured out? Do they come around? You know, think about it. How many at your work, something goes on, they don't want to talk to you until everything's wrong. And then they go, hey, you got a minute? Hey, what's going on? You know, and your flesh wants to go, I'm busy. Right? But you go, no, what's happening? Because that's a doorway right there for God to work through you and be a blessing to them. That we can be, right, that worshiper that pours out the love of God. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Are you passionate about the Lord? Man, I, I, I tell you, when I go back and think about the things that I love to do, I get pretty wide open. As my partner says, there's two speeds. Stop and full throttle. That's the way I ride my bike. That's the way I do life. That's it. So when I got saved to the floor, baby, that's it. I could God, he'll take me. He'll save me. He'll use me. Oh, my gosh. You're kidding. And I'm excited, so I want to tell everybody. But guess what? Everybody is not as excited about it as you are. But that's okay. They think, he'll calm down soon. Well, it's been about 16, 18 years I ain't calmed down because I know what he rescued me from. That's, and it's in my mind all the time. It's on my heart all the time. I'm going, man, 
And I used to be thinking about all these different things and sometimes they try to creep back in. But now I go, man, I'm in the mall. I'm going, man, I wonder if these people know Jesus in here. You know, it don't make no difference. We go to the mall and Denise goes, oh my gosh, you're going to get shot sometime. I said, I'll go, just go shot. I get over there, man, hats on backwards, everything hanging out and hanging out around there. I go, hey, man, what's up? They go, what's up? I said, man, I got to tell you a story. Can I tell you a story? They go, yeah. And I start telling them about Jesus and everything else. And that's, you know, I'm praying with people. We went to a pizza place one time. I don't know if you remember this. We were down at Jason's church. We, we were coming back in. And when we used to play in Fox Hill, a friend of our church, we'd come back. And we'd always hit the big pizza place. What's it called? Rico's. Got a pizza as big as a wagon wheel. Man, we go in there and we're walking in. Guys hanging out, drinking in the parking lot. We get all the way through the door. I said, I'll be right back. I like, where are you going? I said, I, I, I need a sweet tea. Just I'll be and I'm out there hanging out with people and they're drinking and they're doing this. And I'm just jumping right in there, man. I'm leaning up on the car. Well, what's up? Hey, man, let me tell you about Jesus. What are y'all into? And you know what? I have never once had somebody say, you need to go home. You know what they tell me? Set their beer down and kick it over there like they're not drinking it. Right? And they go, hey, man, I appreciate you stopping by. Hey, man. See, so many times, I'm not telling you to run and jump in the middle of a, a gang fight or something. I'm just saying it's Lord prompts you. Be obedient to that and just share what God's doing in your life. I didn't come down there and beat him down and say, well, you know, y'all ought to stop drinking. Y'all ought to do this. Y'all going to hell, all this. I just say, what's going on, man? What's happening? Just loving them where they are and speaking into life. And I'm just saying, I'm the whole time I'm saying, Lord, give me a window. Give me a window to tell them how good you are. Give me a window where you come and tell me about, you know, what you're doing. Come back. When we were back in the mall not too long ago, they had this, they got those chairs in there, you know? Everybody sitting down there? I'm hanging out with everybody. Denise is like, where is my husband? I can see her looking. I'm over there like this. So what's going on, man? What's happening? Tell them about Jesus. Tell them about Jesus, everything else. It was easy to pick me out in the crowd. I was like, hey, what's going on? What's going on? And then, and then people are slowing down. And then people that, that know what's going on, they start going like this. One more story. Not in the notes. Me and my buddy came back. This has been a couple of years ago. We were, at, we were at Chick-fil-A. Come back in, and two guys was over there, and we were praying. And you're praying, you can tell somebody watching you praying. I was looking. And these guys are eating their fries. They're like, when they praying over there, they're praying. Me and my buddy's over there. I said, oh, they're corners now. They're corners now. Now you've you got me riled up now. I said, hey, what's going on? I talked to these young guys. Start sharing Jesus with them. And he's bringing in all types of stuff, dinosaurs and rocks and all this. I said, man, what? you believe that? Well, I don't know. I said, I don't have that much faith to believe that. I'm just going to trust God. Start sharing some stuff with him. And start going through the gospel. His buddy gave his life to the Lord. I say, don't let this guy keep you from heaven, okay? He said, yeah. He just shut him down. What you say, sir? I said, do you want to know Jesus? Yeah. He prayed right over his chicken sandwich. Amen. So now I'm looking and working on the other guy, right? And God said, you know, just, just, just love on him. And I see a guy come up going to the bathroom. And the guy walks by and he's looking. And he's looking. And the guy gets to the door at the bathroom just like this. All the way over here. And he stops. I'm thinking, oh, no, now, now. I'm going to have to deal with this guy. And the guy walks back. He says, hey, man, what that man's telling you is true. What that man's telling you is true. Don't miss out on it. And he went on to the bathroom. And he came back out of the bathroom and the man stayed at the corner of the bathroom and prayed until that man gave his life to the Lord. Isn't that something? 
That's, that's amazing. That's living water working right there. I'm telling you, this is the deal. And my buddy's over there going, what just happened? What just happened? He's over there. He just, he, I mean, me and French fry. What happened? And I said, you know, God showed up. God showed up. And a guy was interceding that I didn't even know he was there. See, I thought he might have been a speed bump slowing things down. But he was a ramp that God used the power of that living water. You think about this. We're talking, you talk about that's probably just what these two guys believe. And his buddy's over there. He's crying because the Lord just showed up on him in big fashion. And the other guy said, I think I need Jesus. And he prayed and gave his life to the Lord. Two guys with a, with a Chick-fil-A sandwich in their hand going through the gates, man. Isn't that something? But he wanted to reason all that out. I said, I, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. I'm just telling you about Jesus. See, a lot of times people try to find him with their head and miss him with their heart. I'd rather know him in my heart, amen. It's about that personal relationship. Let's keep on going. Let's take a look at this. I said, may everything we do flow out of the heart of worship. What do we talk about? I want you guys to remember this flow. What do we have first for the F? Faith, right? L, love, <laughs> obedience, and worship. Don't just go with the flow of the world. Go with the flow of God. Amen. Spend time with the Lord. Watch how God's working in our life. Let's go back to our first scripture here and bring this around. What does he say? Y'all read that with me, okay? Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. For the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. Man, today I pray that something that was said today, the Holy Spirit just tugged your heart on something that was said today to keep that water, living water flowing in your life. You say, buddy, how do you end up with all these crazy stories and everything else? Because you know what? I want to stay in the flow of God. I want to stay in the flow of God. I'm just trying to be obedient when God says, hey, did you tell them? Did you tell them? You're going to walk away and not tell them? That's what's going on in my heart and my head. You know? That's what's going on. I see, I can just keep on going. I can be so busy that I miss out on what God's doing. We can get so consumed about our own stuff. You know, this is what I got and this is what's going on that I miss this. Let me tell you, when I went and got the watch from the woman, it wasn't about a watch. It was about being obedient to a nudge of the Lord so that the flow of God would go through my life and impact her life. And what happened? When, when iron sharpens iron, who got blessed? I know I did. I told Denise on the way home, I said, baby, it ain't even a battle watch. I'm crying driving home with her. I got my watch. She's like, well, what's going on? And then I told her, you know, I told her that, which was good news. And then I told her, I said, I only had a 10% coupon, but she gave me like 25 off. Just got caught in the flow of the blessing, right? It wouldn't have mattered if I paid three times for the watch. What mattered was, is I got to see the manifestation of God's grace touch somebody else's life. Even if it was just for a minute, just for a second, it lightened her load. And I get ready to leave. And she gives me my change back. And she holds my hand for just that extra second. And she looks at me and she said, Son, I appreciate your time today. You can't buy that. You can't buy that. The flow of God is available to each and every one. I pray today that we get out of the way and let his flow of faith, love, obedience, and worship manifest in us and be poured out on others. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you today that uh, 
You are amazing, Lord. Your love is like no other. Lord, that you take us where we are, even when we're off the path, even when we've done this and done that, you still are willing to just pick us up and keep on going. That's just amazing. I pray each one hears this today, whether they're listening on, online later or just right here right now, that they feel the flow of God, the love of God, the obedience of his word working in us. And I pray that it stirs our hearts so big that we cannot help but have it pour out through us and to our families, our workplace, and to others. There's always somebody that could use a little bit of encouragement. And today I'm going to start with you. You guys are amazing. You're God's masterpiece. There's nobody like you. You say, buddy, you don't even know nothing about me. You know what? Maybe I don't. But God does it. I'm telling you what your Heavenly Father says about you. So receive it. If you're here today, you say, man, I, I just don't, I, I just don't know, but that, that sounds like uh, uh, so, so much to take in. Well, then take baby steps. Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. I put my faith and trust in you. I believe you're the son of God that takes away the sin of the world. If that's you today, look up here. I want to, I want to, I want to tell you, that's for you. That's for you. And we receive it by faith. It's not just about not going to, to hell. That's a great. I'm telling you about walking, talking, loving, and spending time with the Lord. He wants to be in, in you, work through you, transform your life so you can impact others for him. And if you hear you say, man, I've missed the mark a million times. Well, you're in the right spot. You're right in the right spot because you know what? God's in a forgiving business. His grace is new every day. Let's start fresh today. And get into the flow of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. Yes, indeed.